Welcome in to Devori Darkens Live. Daily podcast, Monday through Friday. Helping you get what you want out of life. Let me fix my camera. It's a little too zoomed in there. There we go. <clears throat> and it starts by mastering that mindset of yours. Right? Uh, that's what it's about. When you start to master the way that you think, uh, you open up an entirely different world for yourself. And that's what we talk about every day, is raising your level of awareness so you can start thinking for yourself. If you guys want to know what the big problem in the world is, it's ignorance. People do not know how to think for themselves, and they are controlled by that ignorance. So... Uh, if you are brand new and you're wanting to know why should you listen today, well, we're going to be talking about, and you're going to love this, by the way. You are going to love this. Absolutely, you're going to love this because this is where it all begins. Um, by that, you can discover your purpose in life. You can um, set your goals. You can do a lot of good things, but if you don't address this, you're going to run into a lot of problems. And what we're talking about is the self-imposed limitations that you have inside of you. In one word, we're talking about paradigms. Remember, I showed you guys yesterday's in yesterday's show that success is a game. Right? There's a game, there are rules to the game, there are tools that you've been given, there's a game plan you should be following, but there's the enemy, there's the villain. What is that exactly? It's the paradigm. Uh, and so if you listen to today's podcast, you're going to get a clear understanding of why you do the things that you do, why you don't do the things you know you should do, what's actually standing in your way, why do you feel like you can do more but you don't actually do it What's really controlling your life, I can go on and on and on, it's paradigms. That's exactly what's controlling your life. That's exactly why you do the things you do. That's why you see the world the way that you see it. It's because of paradigms. So that's what we're going to be talking about, paradigms. This is something that should be taught in school, but it is not. And that's why most people never learn it. And so they never really change. That's why the statement people don't change. It's because they don't know about paradigms. They don't understand what's happening in the subconscious mind. And because they don't know that, um, they don't know how to change what they're doing. So they don't know how to improve their results. Now, here's the way this is going to work, just like yesterday. I'll give you guys a quick story on paradigms. We'll talk about problems, some problems you are experiencing, why you're experiencing, what the actual problem is, um, and then we'll get into some solution steps, and then I'm going to give you some action steps that you can follow. So you have these self-imposed limitations. Everybody has them, right? We, What's the limitation, right? The, the limitation is influenced by our own ignorance. We simply don't understand that we have infinite potential. There's nothing we can't do in this life, but that's not the way we were raised. We were not trained to think this way. So we grow up and we start to read statements that say that. The Bible says it. The personal development says it. We see all this stuff. 
But consciously we see it and we agree, but subconsciously we don't agree because that's not the way that we grew up, right? So you have to understand before we get into this conversation here that just because you have the knowledge, that doesn't mean anything. How many people have an MBA, a PhD, uh, they're a doctor, they're a lawyer, and they're losing? Think about that. How many of them hate their jobs? How many of them can't keep a relationship to save their life? How many of them are not happy whatsoever? Why is that? It's paradigms. It's the way they've been programmed. So just because you have the knowledge, that doesn't mean anything. Okay, now let's start here. Let's start here and I'll give you an example of paradigms. So as you know, my story is my parents, my biological parents were drug addicts and then I ended up being adopted. So right out of the gate, what am I programmed with already? I have or I had, I don't have this anymore, but I had um, some issues with abandonment. That is an idea that was planted in my subconscious mind that started to what? Alter the way that I see the world. That's what a paradigm is. It's the lens in that, that you look through to see what you see in your life. So that's why, you know, um, Wayne Dyer says, when you change the way you see things, the things you see will change. Meaning if you change your paradigm, what you see in your 3D will change. Well, I grew up already uh, going through these things. Then, you know, I was sexually molested and I was bullied in school. I had all these experiences, right? And every experience was planting what? Another negative idea, another limiting belief in my subconscious mind. And this was shaping my paradigm in the way that I see the world. So when I became an, an adult, the way that I was seeing the world was can't trust anybody. Everybody's evil. Don't get too close to anybody. You know, um, people are not good, right? Uh, all these things. I'm, I'm, I'm not worth anything because if this happened to me, then clearly there's something wrong with me, right? This is the way that I was seeing the world. And because that's the way that I saw the world, my behavior would match the way I see things. That's paradigms. You don't have any control over the paradigm you've been given, but you do have control over changing it. And I didn't understand that in the beginning of my life as an adult. I didn't, I didn't. So I was in blame mode, right? I was in a victim mindset. I was blaming the circumstances that had happened to me instead of looking within and saying, hey, um, that doesn't mean that has to control my life. I wasn't seeing it from that perspective at that time. I was doing what we all do when we don't know any better. What do we do? We doubt, we worry, we blame, we get upset. Right, we have anxiety. We we get stressed out about it. We basically allow these situations to control us. Doesn't matter how long ago they were. We are always being controlled by a paradigm because that's what's inside our subconscious mind. And the trick here is learning how to get in control of yourself. Now, let's go back to the story. I had to do a lot of things on my own. So part of my paradigm as a result of that is I'll just do everything myself. That's the way I used to see the world. I'll just do it all myself. I don't need anybody to do anything. Don't give me a favor. Don't help me. Don't give me any money. I'll figure it out. I won't ask for help. That was me. 
And why? Why did I believe that? Why was that my perception? Because that's what a paradigm is. A paradigm controls your perception. It controls the way you see the world. It controls your decision making. It controls the way that you behave. It controls what you attract. It controls how you feel. This all happens as a result of the way you grew up. No secret there. Everybody, I think everybody up to this point um, who is listening is aware that obviously what you went through as a child has impacted the way that you live as an adult in some way, shape, or form. You may not know all the ins and outs. You may not understand exactly how that happened. You may not. It's just like electricity. You don't really know how electricity works, but you know it works. You know it's there and you use it. Well, that's that's what's happening inside of us. We all know we have a mind. We there's a brain inside of us, right? We we have these habits and these beliefs. We know they're there. We just aren't given the information to understand what's really going on, which is why we're shooting this episode today. Well, what is really going on? Well, what's going on is when I was a child, my subconscious mind was wide open. It was wide open. I had no ability to reject what was going on around me. And for the parents who are watching right now, it's the same thing for you. Your child is accepting everything that is going on around them. That's why they can go to school and within a month, you start seeing them act differently. You start wondering, hey, where did you get that from? Why are you talking that way? Why are you not doing X? Why are you not doing Y? It's because of the ideas that are being programmed in their subconscious mind. It's who they're hanging around. So if your son is John and John starts hanging out with David and David is known to get suspended from school all the time, what do you think John's going to do? He's going to start following what David's doing and he's going to start making mistakes. And what happens? He becomes programmed to do that until the parent steps in and sees, oh, it's not that my child is being defiant intentionally. It's not that my child is broken. It's that my child is being exposed to negative ideas. I got to remove him from that. Right? Because we are who we, what? Hang around. That applies to children as well. I'm using children as an example to explain this because this is the way that it works. So the subconscious mind is wide open. And let's say you're listening right now and you still are trying to get clear on exactly what that means. Well, the mind controls the body. The body does not control the mind. The mind controls the body. Everything that you do is coming from your mind. And your mind has two parts, the conscious and the subconscious. What is the main difference between them? The conscious is where you think. That's where all the education goes. That's where all the knowledge is held. But that doesn't control what you do. It's the subconscious mind that controls what you do. And when you're a child, you only have a subconscious mind. It can only accept. So whatever's going on around you as a child, including myself, we accepted it. Whether it was good or bad, the subconscious mind doesn't care. It, it's, it's, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't think based off morals. It doesn't care what's big or small, wrong or right. It doesn't care. It just is going to accept whatever's going on around them. And as you uh, grow up, you start to develop a conscious mind. And if you think about it, the conscious mind is the entrance to the subconscious mind. The conscious mind is the filter. It's the wall between 
um, what's going on as far as what you're thinking about and getting into this, to the subconscious mind. So what does that mean? That means as you grow older, uh, from being a child to being a teenager and ultimately an adult, you've already been programmed. That's it. It's already been set. So from a very young age, as soon as we come out of the womb, we are programmed. We're programmed genetically. That's why we look the way that we do. That's a, that is a physical programming right there. Right? The other thing is we are environmentally programmed. And this is what creates the paradigm. And so what happens is, again, the paradigm is already set within the first six years of a child's life. And when they become an adult, they're wondering why they're not doing X, Y, or Z. You're not doing it because you weren't programmed to. That's not what you were exposed to. And that's why a lot of people have a hard time figuring this all out as far as success goes. And that was me. That was me. I've changed so dramatically. It's been crazy. I literally used to think that my life didn't mean anything that I was never going to find anybody uh, to be in a relationship that was healthy, that I couldn't trust anybody, that all people are bad, that I was being punished, that I'm not worth anything. Um, and what's the point? And I care too much about what other people thought of me. This is coming from the paradigm. Now, let me give you guys another simple way to look at this. The paradigm, all it really is, it's a mental program that includes all of the limiting beliefs or beliefs, habits, and ideas that you've accumulated over time because of repetition. Conditioning is what they call it. So if you think about it, when someone first joins the military, you know, let's say this person joins the military, they have never had any structure in their life whatsoever. They come from the country. You know, they eat a lot of food. You know, they're, they're, they're a jokester. You know, there's a certain way that they grew up. Well, they join the military. You know what happens? The military breaks people's paradigms. They, they, they replace their paradigms with the paradigm of a military soldier. So you start to see someone who was one way, and when they go off to basic training and come back, they're entirely different. Why? Because their paradigm was changed. The way they see the world has changed. The way they walk, how they talk, what they believe in is different because of repetition. That's what the military will do. It will change people's paradigms. That's why you don't have to uh, look very far if you're in a crowd of people. You can always spot someone who's in the military. It's just by the way they walk, the way they stand, usually the way they dress, and especially their haircut. You can always tell because that's part of the paradigm. They cut their hair a certain way, that's a paradigm. They dress a certain way, that's a paradigm. They walk a certain way, that's a paradigm. They talk a certain way, that's a paradigm. The gestures that they use, it's a paradigm. And in that scenario, that paradigm was created because of emotional repetition. So when you join the military, they put you under a high level of stress, which makes you emotional, and that's when they start cramming repetition down your mind every single day. We're going to do the same thing over and over and over, and then we're going to make you get more stressed out. So then you just reach a point emotionally where you're just, you, you submit and you accept everything that they're telling you. Well, what we want to do 
is we don't want to do it under a high level of stress. We want to do it from a place of abundance and love and joy and happiness. That's what we're doing today uh, in our lives. And that's what I had to do. So in telling you this story, when, I, when my life started out, there were some great things that were in my paradigm, like helping people, uh, being of service, being grateful. You know, that was just naturally who I was. Um, but there are also some things that needed to be replaced. And I go back to it, just this, lack, this low self-image of myself, a low opinion of myself, not trusting people, thinking the world's evil, I'm, I'm no good, you know, I'm not worth anything, life doesn't mean anything. That's what it was. And that, so when you have those ideas in your subconscious mind, which are part of your paradigm, it shows up where? It shows up in your actions and the results. So what, what would happen? Well, I would only attract relationships where other people were broken just like I was. Well, I, let me go back. I wouldn't say broken. They had a paradigm issue just like I did, meaning they didn't believe in themselves either. You see, you, you don't attract what you want. You attract who you are in your subconscious mind. You, you attract based on your paradigm, based on your mental programming. So I started to attract um, some people that I'm very grateful I never had any children with any of these women uh, because that would have been disastrous. Um, and so I, I'm always grateful of that. But I take responsibility. It's my, it's my deal why those women ended up in my life. It's because of who I was. Same thing with money. I couldn't manage money to save my life. As soon as I got it, it was gone. Paradigm. I didn't believe I deserved it. So that's paradigms, guys. Um, it's just a massive habits in the subconscious mind, controlling everything that you do, controlling what you see, controlling what you believe in. That's the main villain of your story as a hero is paradigm. The paradigm is standing in your way. And when you start to understand it, you can call it out. You, you will start to become aware of when it's happening and you'll know how to respond. Now, for example... Um, when you have that negative voice that is screaming in your mind, you know who that is? That's the paradigm. That's the villain. That's what that is. And if you're religious, look at it from this perspective. When the negative voice is in your head, that's the devil at work. Right? Because the devil is the opposite. Right? The devil does not want growth. It wants you to do what? Disintegrate. So, but God wants you to create right? The paradigm does not want you to grow. It wants you to stay the way that you are. The spiritual side of you is who wants to grow. That's why you keep having the dreams and the fantasies and these desires and these urges to go out and do more because that's who you are. The problem is this, is you haven't been programmed to do it and you don't understand the paradigm. So when you try to go step out and do it, what happens? You fall back, you quit, you don't follow through, you don't believe. You second guess, you know, you don't get into the spirit. You don't, you don't go all in. That's why one of the um, common complaints, and I had the same complaint, is that I know what I should be doing, Devori. I know exactly what I should be doing, but I'm not doing it. That's the biggest complaint I hear from people as a mindset coach, is people come to me and they say, Devori, I know what I'm sh I should be doing, 
but I'm not doing it. I've read the books. I've listened to the podcast. I've watched the YouTube videos. I, I mean, I've got a thousand books on the shelf. I've tried this. I've tried that. And I'm still not doing it. Why? Because you haven't changed your paradigm. You haven't made the change at the subconscious mind level. Consciously, you got it. But subconsciously, you don't. And so when people are looking to manifest better things in their life, what they're really saying is they're looking to shift their paradigm. They're looking to change the things they believe in. They're looking to change the way that they see things. In a nutshell, they're changing who, they're be who they are. The paradigm is who you've been. So you got to create a new one. You got to become a different person to get different things in your life. I mean, that's really the, in a nutshell, what had happened to me. I grew up the way that I grew up. Very grateful for being adopted, of course. Uh, don't know where I'd be uh, if that did not happen to me, of course. Um, but as an adult in my 20s, I was lost, confused, losing. Because of the paradigm, the way I've been programmed. So then when I started learning about paradigms and I started understanding the subconscious mind and I started understanding how the mind controls the body, how the thoughts lead to feelings and feelings lead to actions and actions produces the results, how this all works in harmony with the natural laws of the universe. For example, the law of cause and effect. If you're focusing on something negative, what happens? You start to feel negatively. That's a cause and effect. Well, if you start to feel negatively, what will be the effect of that? You'll start to behave negatively and you will attract negative things. And if that's happening, then what else is going to happen? You're going to get negative results. It's law of cause and effect. What you put out is what you get back. This is that simple. Well, when I started to learn all that, then I started to realize, man, I got to change my paradigm. I got to understand this. How am I going to go out here and win in, in my life if I don't understand what I'm up against? Right, if I don't understand these self-imposed limitations uh, in my mind, if I don't understand all that, I'll lose. See, it's the understanding that's the key to freedom. Understanding is not you memorizing information. Understanding comes from you stepping out and taking action on the ideas. That's when you truly understand what you're doing and what's going on. It's easy to memorize something and recite it to other people. It's another thing to live that way. That's, that's where I think we really understand when we live this way. So when you start living this way, you start doing things in this way. And as I state uh, quite a few times on this podcast, success is a game. There are rules to the game. There are tools available to you so you can win the game. Uh, there's a game plan here. And lastly, there's the enemy, the person you're going up against. That's the paradigm. Your limiting beliefs, your bad habits, your negative perceptions, your negative ideas, all of that is what you're going up against. And it's not something you go to fight. It's not something you uh, hide away from. It's something you walk through and you create a new one. It's something you replace it's something you start to do where you control the paradigm instead of allowing it to control you. So instead of allowing your limiting beliefs to tell you why you can't do something, you start getting in control of you and the limiting belief by saying, I can do it. 
And that takes repetition. That takes emotional involvement. And that's why I always tell people here, listen, you're not going to change unless you're emotionally involved in something. A lot of people have set New Year's resolutions, no emotional involvement. They're not going to do it. You say you want to manifest X, Y, or Z, but you're not emotionally involved. It won't happen. It's the feeling part of your mind that sets up the law of attraction. So if you're not in the feeling of what you want as if you're already there, you're not going to attract it to yourself. So that's why we want to understand the conscious mind and how it impacts the subconscious mind and how the subconscious mind impacts our behavior and what we attract. To understand all that is to understand the enemy, the villain, the paradigm that you didn't create, by the way. Your upbringing did that. So what are some mistakes that we've seen people make um, in attempting to change their habits or replace their limiting beliefs? Right? I've been, do I've been at this for almost five years. And I could tell you there are at least three mistakes I see people make when they're attempting to change something about themselves. This means they're either looking to improve a habit, they're looking to change a belief, they're looking to achieve a goal, whatever it is. What are those these mistakes that they make? Well, number one, they are operating from a place of ignorance. They don't have the right information. They don't understand how their mind works. So they think by memorizing information, that's going to be enough. So they'll go buy the books. They'll go listen to the podcast. They'll watch the YouTube videos. But nothing really ever changes because they're not acting on it. They're just gathering more information. Why? Because they've been programmed to do this. This is what happens in education. They program us to gather information, not implement the information. Number two, most people are not emotionally involved. Meaning there's no strong purpose to why they're going to change. They are just looking to get quick money. They're looking to get a quick buck or they're looking to take a shortcut. They're not really looking to do internal work. They just want something on the outside. Well, um, that violates the law because the only thing, well, it violates the law because of this. The things we have on the outside is a direct result of what's going on inside of you. So when people are focused on the outside and not focused on the inside, they're not going to change. Just isn't going to happen. Number three, they set the goal, but they don't know where they are. I often give you guys the analogy. It's like taking out your phone and going to Google Maps and saying you want to go to New York and you're in, and you don't even know where you are. And Google Maps doesn't know where you are. Your GPS is off. So how is it going to give you directions? It can't. Well, understanding your paradigm is you becoming crystal clear on where you are. These are the mistakes that people make. I made them over and over. You'll make this mistake multiple times because we're talking about in every aspect of your life, you have a paradigm around something. Now, paradigms are not always bad, by the way. Some of them are good. There are people who have great paradigms around money, around relationships, uh, around business, you know, around health. It's a paradigm. They're programmed. Uh, so it's not entirely all bad. It's just there's parts of it that needs to be replaced is what we're talking about. Those parts of your belief system, habits, 
your perceptions of the world, that needs to get replaced so you can do what? Accomplish your goal. Because the goal that you have set for yourself, it's a different belief system. It's a different perception, different habits, a different you. And that's where people don't understand. So they set goals, and then they wonder why it doesn't happen. It's because you're not focusing on being the person that would achieve that goal. You're too busy focused on everything else but that. Well, that won't work. You can't have something without first being it. You got to be it first, and then you'll have it. That's what happens to all of us. So if we know that if you are, if you lack self-love, you don't respect yourself. You you have a low opinion of yourself, low self-esteem. And we know when people feel that way, they attract people who take advantage of them. I think you guys would all agree to that. That's what happens to people who feel that way. They attract people who do what? Take advantage of them. Why? Because that's who they are. You attract who you are, not what you want. So when people say, well, I want a better relationship. I want to manifest a, a special partner or person. Well, you first need to be that person inside. You need to change who you are so you could be on the same frequency as the person you're looking to attract. That's just what it is. When you change who you are, you're changing your frequency. That, that's what happens in life. We operate on frequencies. When you are allowing your paradigm to control you, you're on a low frequency. When you start to take control of yourself, and focus on you want, focus on what you want, and get emotion involved in it, and start taking action towards it. You're in a higher frequency, the same frequency as your goal. the the This is the 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 problem. The problem is people don't sustain it long enough. So they may do it for a couple of days and then they stop, because it's not a habit. It's not a habit for people to start acting as if. It's not a habit for people to think from where they want to be. Like they're already there. That's not a habit. The habit is thinking where you are right now, right? The habit is acting the way you've been acting. So when you go to move on to a higher frequency so you could attract what you want, that's not a habit for you. That's why it takes understanding. It takes emotional involvement. And I honestly believe it takes accountability and mentorship. I don't think you could do it by yourself. I didn't do it by myself. My clients are not doing it by themselves. I don't think you do it by yourself. I think there's always someone who has, but I think for the vast majority of people, that's not the case. But these are the mistakes that people are making. They're operating with the wrong information. Not, it's not their fault. It's just the way it is. So, well, what do we do about it? Well, there are a couple of steps we have to take. If you're going to change your paradigm and get rid of these self-imposed limitations, number one, you have to have understanding. You got to start studying this stuff. And I'm not talking about buying a hundred books. I'm talking about just getting one book and understanding one page in that book. You understand it to a level where you start to do it. You get it into your subconscious mind. That's a shift in your paradigm. Let me read this to you guys. Maybe this will help you. This is chapter eight in Think and Go Rich on decision. Analysis of several hundred people who had accumulated fortunes well beyond the million dollar mark disclosed the fact that every one of them had the habit of reaching decisions promptly 
and of changing these decisions slowly if and when they were changed. People who fail to accumulate money without exception have the habit of reaching decisions, if at all, very slowly and of changing these decisions quickly and often. This right here, that paragraph that I just read to you is one idea. What is the idea? Successful people, rich people, they make decisions quickly and they don't go back on them. At the same time, unsuccessful people, people who are poor, they rarely make decisions. And when they do, they go back on it very quickly. That's one idea. Now, if you were to reread this idea every single day for the next 90 days, this will get into your subconscious mind and you will start acting that way. That's the first way to change your paradigm It's the repetition of just one main idea that you get emotion involved with. And you just keep going over it and over it and over it again. And why? Because that's the same way it got there in the first place. Your paradigm is the way that it is through what? Repetition. Repetition. You speak the language you do because of repetition. Right? That's what it is. So if we're going to change this paradigm, we got to exercise repetition. And this is why I said, why would you reread this every day? Just one paragraph. See, right now, some, some of you guys right now, your paradigm's telling you, oh, Devore, one paragraph? Shouldn't we just read the entire book? Distraction. Paradigm equals distraction. Negative thinking equals distraction. Closed minds, they don't inspire faith, courage, or belief, right? So you want to have an open mind to this when you're listening to, it's not just me. If you're reading Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill or any author of that matter, you don't have an open mind. You won't get anything from the book. You're not going to change your paradigm. So the first step, and I'm giving you, I'm giving you the bottom line here. I'm giving you the actual thing to do is to find one page or one paragraph and reread it every day until you start to see a change in your behavior. This is going to do multiple things for you. Number one, it's going to change your life. There's no question about that. Because when you change one small thing about yourself, multiple things change as a result. That's one. Number two, not only will you change what you're doing and the habit and you start accumulating more success, but you're going to start changing what you attract. And number three, you're going to start gaining the confidence because you've been doing this, that it works. I could sit here telling blue in the face and tell you all of the reasons why this works. I could break down all the science. I can quote every single authority on this topic alone. That still won't be enough. You will have to go do it for yourself. That's why I say the podcast is not about sharing knowledge. The podcast is about implementing what you already know. You already know what to do. But your paradigm is stopping you from doing it. So what do you do about it? You got to take control. You take control through repetition every day. So you reread something like that every day and you'll start to see a change in your behavior. So that's one thing that you can do. One thing. Number two, as it relates to your goals, you got to have a goal that you are emotion involved with. And the way you get there um, is through your purpose in life. See, why do I talk about life purpose so much? Why do I talk about this so much? If you're going to change the way you've been conditioned, you're going to have to start acting from your authentic self, the spiritual side of you. That right there is where your purpose in life is located. It came with you when you walked into this, into this world. That's who you really are. So when you start living in alignment with what you love to do, what are you going to end up doing? You're going to change what you believe in. You're going to change your perception. You're going to change 
your behavior because you're operating from the most powerful emotion there is, and that is love. When you fall in love with your life and who you are becoming, who you're being, and what you want and what you want to do for other people, you change how you show up in your life. You change your paradigm. That's what I did. I went from trying to force everything to struggling, never have any money, bad relationships to discovering my purpose in life, centering everything in my life around that. Better married now with amazing woman, beautiful home, great business, all these things. Why? It's changing the paradigm. I fell in love with my life. I fell in love with what I want to do. I, the emotion of love. That's the answer. You have to be emotionally involved in something. It just isn't going to happen if you're not. And you get there through multiple ways. Number one, I just told you, if you reread this every day, you will get emotion involved in the paragraph. You'll just start getting creative about it. You'll start feeling better when you, when you read it. And then so once you get emotion involved in it, it goes into the subconscious mind. So that's why I say it. If we start with our purpose in life and we fall in love with ourselves and our time on this earth and what we want to do for other people, we will naturally set better goals in our life. Goals that are in alignment with what we truly want. Most people are not setting goals based on what they truly want. They're, they're setting goals based on what they think they can accomplish. So what do they do? They use the R word, realistic. But realistic is what? That's up to someone's perception of what's realistic. Right? That's up to someone's paradigm that's controlling what realistic means to them. Remember, we all see the world in a different way. We all understand words in a different way, right? So what you think is realistic may not be realistic to me and vice versa. You're right and I'm right at the same time because you live by the perception that you hold in your mind. That's the reality that you experience. You shape the reality that you live in through the way that you see it in the first place, which is why Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you see things, the things you see will change. How do you change the way you see things? You got to change your paradigm. You got to focus on new ideas. You got to practice using your imagination. And these are all things that we were not taught to do as young children. So we have to learn to do that for the very first time in our lives. And that takes a commitment. That takes emotional involvement. That takes you absolutely wanting to change on an emotional level. There's no shortcuts. This was on page 213 in Thinking Grow Rich, what I was reading. So number one, to change your paradigm, you study. You study one idea at a time. Saturate your mind with it. Number two, you set big goals for yourself. And those goals have to be in alignment with what you love to do. We went over discovering your purpose yesterday, and if you're a person who still is struggling with that, then what you need to do is go over to the link in my bio and download the Purpose Finder cheat sheet. It's just a one-page cheat sheet that will help you discover your life purpose. Because once you have that information, now from that place, you're thinking about what it is that you truly want. And that's where you can set bigger goals for yourself. Um, you got to set goals that will cause you to change your paradigm. Meaning, you have to set a goal that requires you to be a different person. 
That's changing the paradigm. Remember, this big goal of yours is on a higher frequency. So you have to change the way you think. You have to change the way you feel. You have to change the way that you act. That's another way to change it. And I think for most of us out there, we are somewhat aware of this, but we're not hitting on all cylinders, so to speak, when it comes to this topic. And all of us, we have a positive paradigm in some area of our life where we know what we should be doing and then we do it. There's no delay. Then there are other areas in our life where we know what we should do, but we don't do it. Then there's other areas of our life where we don't know and we definitely don't do. That's all paradigms. See, what you're really doing as you go throughout your life and you grow as an individual is you're always going to the next level of your awareness or in another way, the next level of your ignorance. Right? Because every time you make a growth and you advance, you realize you don't know X anymore. or You start to uncover what you don't know again. Which means you got to go back to doing what? You got to study to understand. You got to start developing new habits. You got to shift some beliefs. You got to change who you are again. That's why it's always, for the rest of our lives, this duality. This push-pull, so to speak. This um, yin-yang that's happening. And by mastering your mental game, what are you doing? You are rising above that and staying in control of yourself as you work through this. That's why it's not common for people to really do what they want in their life because their paradigm is in control. They're not going to do it. It's in control. And they don't study this material, not because they don't want to, but because the paradigm's in control. See, the paradigm is going to tell you, yeah, Devori, I heard that already. I know that already. So. I got it, man. You know, or, hey, why don't I just read more books? Paradigm's trying to distract you. It's trying to distract you. That's, see, here's another example of how this works. You set a goal for yourself. One weekend, you're already thinking about something else. Paradigms. Paradigms. This is why the quote from Andrew Carnegie to Napoleon Hill is so powerful. It's so powerful. Any idea that is held in the mind, emphasized, which is either feared or revered, will do what? Will begin at once to clothe itself in the most convenient and appropriate form available, meaning what you're focusing on will go into your subconscious mind, alter your vibration, the way you feel, alter your behavior, which does what? Makes it manifest into your reality. That's how it works. This is why any idea held in the mind, an architect holds an idea in their mind of the building they want to design. That's the idea. And they can either fear this idea or revere it. It's up to them. Obviously, the architect would be revering it. So they hold it. They get emotion involved in it. They step out and take action. 
That's all we're really doing, right? We see it in our minds first. We feel it. We act on it. We act on it. That's what we have to do. And we, we have to do that with repetition. And again, it's not a habit to do things in that way intentionally. It's a habit to allow that process to happen uh, unconsciously because of your, pro, your paradigms in, in control, where it's causing you to only see negative things, which makes you feel negative again, and then makes you act negatively again. That's what the paradigm's doing. So you have to take conscious control of yourself and focus on what it is that you want to the exclusion of everything else going on around you. But Devorah, you don't understand. I don't have any money in my bank account. I'm not getting the clients. My relationship is this. This is going on in my life and this and this and this. And all you're really talking about is stuff that has already occurred because of what you had been focusing on instead of talking about what you want to focus on moving forward because that's the only way things are going to change. Why? We live in a thought universe. That's what Wallace D. Waddles writes in The Science of Getting Rich. We live in a thought universe. Everything starts from a thought. Well, you say, come on, boy, that's not, that can't be true. And well, look at it for yourself. Look in reverse. Look at your past. Connect the dots and you'll see how your thinking led to the results that you got. It's that simple. But I think absolutely misunderstood. Let's read the quote one more time. Any idea that is held in the mind, that is emphasized, that is either feared or revered, will begin at once to clothe itself in the most convenient and appropriate form available. Any idea that you hold on to, you get emotion involved, will manifest in your reality. That's all it means. How long does that take? Nobody can tell you. Nobody can tell you how long it takes. But what we can say is it will manifest if you continue to focus and be emotionally involved in it. It has to happen. Because that is a frequency that you're operating on. That is an energy that you're sending out when you get emotionally involved in something. Excuse me. When you get emotionally involved in something, that's energy that you're sending out. So you have to get it back. This is why when someone goes to work, they have some argument or misunderstanding or, um, you know, some conflict at work with the manager. They're upset. And they're holding on to the idea. Right, they're they're getting involved in a negative idea. They're holding on to it. Any idea held in the mind, right, that is emphasized. They're emphasizing this idea that today was a bad day. My boss was a dick. I hate that customer that came in, etc., etc., etc. That's what they're holding on. They're emphasizing it. They're giving it energy, held in the mind, emphasized, either feared or revered. Well, what will begin to clothe itself in the most appropriate? convenient form available. And so they, they come in, they come home, they open the door, and that thought ends up manifesting in that experience. They get into a fight with their children. They get into a fight with their spouse. Manifestation. Boom, right there. Because they were holding on to a negative idea. That's what happens. So we know that can happen on the negative side. Why do we struggle to believe it, it will happen on the positive side? paradigms because it's not a habit it's a habit to hold negative ideas in your mind up to this point it's what you've been doing your entire life because nobody taught us this as children see when children go through a traumatic experience no one's there to help them process it so they can only do one thing operate from a place of ignorance so nobody teaches 
us this information, so we naturally develop the habit of thinking negatively. It's a habit. It's an automatic reaction. Well, we have to stop doing that. And we have to build something called an automatic response. Right? The automatic response is, you know what? I'm not going to get involved in that negative thinking. I'm not going to allow it to control me. I'm in control of me. Right? The negative voice is not you. Any idea that is held in the mind that is emphasized, that is either feared or revered, will begin at once to clothe itself in the most convenient and appropriate form available. So what idea are you holding in your mind? Are you holding the idea of abundance, what you want, love, joy, and gratitude, how things are getting better in your life? Or are you holding the idea of lack, scarcity, and fear, disappointment, frustration, anxiety? What are you holding on to? What are you focusing on? It's the most powerful question you can ask yourself every single day. What am I focusing on? Question mark. Write it down. Because that's the idea that you're holding in your mind, that you're emphasizing. That's the start of changing your paradigm, the ideas that you hold in your mind. Right? This always goes back to The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. Uh, hold on. Where did I put my book? There it is. All the way in The Power of Assumption, Chapter 3. To be transformed, the whole basis of your thoughts must change. He's saying to be transformed, your paradigm must change because the basis of your thoughts is the paradigm. The fundamental way that you think is coming from your paradigm in your subconscious mind. But your paradigm cannot change unless you have new ideas. For you think from your ideas. There are ideas in your subconscious mind right now that are part of the paradigm. These are negative ideas. They're controlling how you see the world. They control the way you behave. You got to get those ideas out of there and replace them with new ideas. Well, how do you do that? Well, you got to get new ideas because all transformation begins with an intense burning desire to be transformed. The first step in the renewing of your mind or to change your paradigm is desire. You must want to change that paradigm before you can begin to do it. This is why people are only going to change either one of two ways. Number one, uh, and I'm talking about in a positive way. Number one, they hit rock bottom and their ego is crushed. And emotionally, they're now open-minded to doing whatever it takes. That's one way, which I don't want anybody to have to experience. But you know what? Sometimes we have to go through that. And number two, they just get very dissatisfied with what's going on around them. They know they can do better. They know they want more. They know they can have more. And they're dissatisfied with the way things are right now. And they're so emotionally dissatisfied, they're like, you know what? I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to change. And they change. And that change happens through repetition. The repetition of new ideas. They're open-minded. They're willing to accept these new ideas. Any idea that is held in the mind that is emphasized... You can only emphasize one idea at a time. So think about that. You can't emphasize two thoughts at one time. It doesn't work that way. Your conscious mind can only focus on one idea at a time. So the idea that is held in the mind that you choose, you choose to emphasize, will begin at once to clothe itself in the most convenient and appropriate 
form available. Listen, I'll read it to you another way. Because everybody's saying the same thing. Think and go rich on Napoleon Hill. He says the same thing. This is in, I want to make sure I give you, uh, the faith chapter, which would be chapter 3, page 84. He says, it is a well-known fact that one comes finally to believe whatever one repeats to oneself. Whether the statement be true or false, if a man repeats a lie over and over and over again, he will eventually accept this lie as a truth. Every man is what he is because of the dominating thoughts which he permit to occupy his mind. Thoughts which a man deliberately places in his own mind and encourages with sympathy. Thoughts which a person holds in their mind, emphasizes in their mind, and backs up with emotion. That's what he's saying here. Thoughts which are mixed with any of the feelings of emotion constitute a magnetic force. What is he talking about? Which attracts from the vibrations of the ether. Thoughts which are mixed with any of the feelings of emotions constitute a magnetic force which attracts the law of attraction. When you mix the emotion with the thought, then you activate the law of attraction. But if you're just thinking about it but never getting emotional about it, you're not attracting that. You're still attracting what's in your subconscious mind, how you naturally feel. I think this is the thing that people miss most of the time. They're not in the feeling of it. And that's why later down the page, he says, the human mind is constantly attracting vibrations which harmonize with that which dominates the human mind. Any thought, idea, plan, or purpose which one holds and one in one's mind attracts a host of its relatives, adds these relatives to its own force, and grows until it becomes a dominating, motivating master of the individual in whose mind it has been housed. Now, obviously, this is old English, so let me paraphrase this to you. Your goal or anything that you're thinking about, an idea, a plan, or a purpose which you choose to hold in your mind and emphasize will attract other ideas that are in harmony with it. This is why when you're thinking negatively about something that happened, what happens? You start thinking about this and you start thinking about that and you start doubting this over here and then you start doubting that over there. All these doubts start rushing in. Why? Because that's a magnetic force. You thought about one main idea, you got emotion involved in it and more thoughts start coming in. That's what happens on the negative side. Well, the positive happens as well. If you keep holding the positive idea of what you want, more positive ideas will be attracted to you. Uh, this is on page 84 and 85 in Think and Go Rich. I can go to every single book and point out this exact idea. Let's go to The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Wattles. says the same thing. In the first principle of The Science of Getting Rich, which would be chapter four in this book, He says that your way of doing things is the direct result of the way you think about things. To do things in a way you want to do them, you will have to acquire the ability to think the way you want to think. You will have to acquire the ability to think the way you want to think. This is the first step towards getting rich. To think what you want to think is to think truth regardless of your paradigm. That's what he's saying. To focus on what you want in your mind 
regardless of what's going on around you in your 3D world, regardless of what the paradigm's telling you. It's telling you that you can't do this, telling you don't have enough money, you don't have enough time, you don't know what you're doing, it's never been done before. What is your parents gonna think about you? What about your kids? What about this? What about that? It's all a bunch of negative thinking. To hold the truth in your mind, regardless of this negative thinking, is to think truth. And this is why he goes on to remind us that you have the natural inherent power to think what you want to think, but it requires far more effort to do so than it does to think the thoughts which are suggested by appearances or to think based on what your paradigm is telling you. It's easy to do that. To think according to what your paradigm tells you to think is easy. To think what you want to think, regardless of your paradigm, is laborious and requires the expenditure of more power than any other work you're going to have to perform. This is why there is no labor from which most people will shrink as they do from that of sustained and consecutive thought. In other words, one of the things that most people don't do is they don't think for themselves. They don't. It takes focus. It takes concentration. It takes discipline. That's what he says. That's what he says. That's what they all say throughout history. All leaders, anonymous across the board, what do they all agree on? They agree that we become what we think about. Any idea that we hold in our mind, that we emphasize, either feared or we, or we are revering it, what's going to happen? It will begin to manifest in our reality. This is nothing new. But the key word, what are the key words in this quote? Any idea, anything whatsoever, doesn't matter whether it's negative or positive, doesn't matter whether you think it's small or big, any idea just is. That is held in the mind, the conscious mind, that you hold it, you focus on it, you concentrate on it, you give it attention, means that you will emphasize it with your emotions. When you get emotion involved with it, that's when you start to emphasize it, which leads to you doing what? Either fearing it, whatever you're thinking about, right? So the doubt and the worry causes fear, or faith will begin to manifest. Why? Because you're operating with understanding. You're focusing on what you want. And that's what sets up the law of attraction, which means it will begin at once to clothe itself in the most convenient an appropriate form available. I told you the story about when I was up for E7 and I was number 11 on the list. I was in the military and every year they release a promotion list saying, hey, here's everybody that is qualified to get promoted to the next rank. And they take this list and they compare this list to all of the vacancies that exist. Vacancies meaning, hey, we have a E7 slot over here. We have an E7 slot over there. You know, so anyways, the point is at that time, there was only four slots available, but there's 50 people on the list. So we know not all 50 are going to get promoted. Well, I'm number 11 on the list. And I, because any idea that is held in the mind that is emphasized, I revered this everywhere I went. I was carrying the rank of E7 with me. I had that uniform in my wardrobe. I was already that person. That's how I saw myself. Any idea held in the mind. I emphasized it every single day. And what happened? I was the first person to get promoted off that list. The 10 people ahead of me had some weird reason on why they couldn't do it. Some just got married. Some just had a kid. Some just moved. Uh, some are getting the, the deployed overseas. So they couldn't say yes. Then it came down to me and 
It's the first, first person to say yes. Any idea held in the mind? Any idea held in the mind that is emphasized? This is changing the paradigm. That's what it means. Changing your conditioning. Changing the way that you see things. You got to hold the idea of what you want to see in your mind. Not the idea that you've been holding in your mind. The way you've been seeing things. You got to get rid of that. You got to see things in a new way. But it takes repetition. It takes a burning desire. You have to want to do that. I want it to get promoted. I want it to start my own business. I want it to help people succeed in their own life. This is why I'm here today. I've been holding this idea in my mind for a long time now. And it's manifesting every single day. I get people from all over the world who message me, become clients, work with me, all over the world. It's fascinating. Why? Because the idea that I have in my mind is to help people around the world become successful. That's the idea that's in my mind. So that's what's happening. So the question is, what is the idea that you're holding in your mind? Is it the idea based on a self-imposed limitation of what you can't do? Or is it based on what you can do, what you want to do? Huh? That's a question you have to answer for yourself. You got to answer for yourself. That's what you have to do. I've done this multiple times in my life already, quite a few times. I've done it on the positive and I've done it on the negative. What we are doing right now is absolutely fascinating in my company. We meet with people Monday through Friday, and I coach them through this material. And I meet with them one-on-one, -on -one, once a week, for a year. And we're at the point where I'm going to have to hire some more coaches because, I mean... It has grown. It has expanded. Why? Because that's what I saw in my mind. I want to have a company. I do have a company now, but I wanted a company from day one that was going to operate and help people who are all over the world become successful. And part of, the, of focusing on that idea led me to the idea that if I'm going to help people I need to be with them as much as I can be. I need to connect with them as much as I can be because I want to impress my paradigm upon them. So my paradigm has been what? Based on this material. I've been at it longer than they have. So when people are studying with me and I'm coaching them, I'm suggesting ideas of what they can do. So I didn't sit there and map everything out in, uh, of my business. I just started with one main idea, and over time, it grows from there, and you start to uncover different ways that you can make it happen. And then you got to start executing these ideas. But every time you get an idea, your paradigm is always right there to tell you why you can't do it. you got to ignore that and focus on the main idea of what you want. Any idea held in the mind that is emphasized, right, 
That's what I've been doing. That's what I'm still doing now. I, I say that because you could do the same thing. You could do the same thing. From the When I was getting out of the military, I had the idea, hey, I want to do what I want to do. I want to be able to wake up in the morning and do what I want to do. It took me a bit. took me a bit to get here, but I'm here. And you can do the same thing for yourself, but that's what you got to focus on. You can't focus on why you can't do it. You can only focus on that it can happen. And I would take it a step further and say that, hey, you got to focus as if you're already there. And that's what I've been doing for a while now. You're not thinking of it. You're thinking from it. Let's get into that really quick because this is part of changing the paradigm. We're going to go back to The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. And he introduces us to this idea. And I'm going to read a couple of different places. He says, to realize your goal, you must first change the pattern which you which your imagination has followed. Habitual thought is indicative of your character. The way to change the outer world is to make the inner speech match the outer speech. How do you do that exactly? How do you do that? Well, let's go to it. Let's go to it. Let me back up here and get to it. Uh, let's see here. I think I went the wrong direction. Actually, I was going the right direction. Give me a second. Here we go. Let's really think about what I'm about to read to you. Let's really think about it. Through imagination, you can escape from the limitation of your physical senses and the bondage of logic. Through imagination, you can escape from the limitation of your physical senses, what you see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. Where did we hear that? Uh, Where did I read that? I just read it here. To think what you want to think is to think truth regardless of appearances. This is the first step towards getting rich. So there is no stopping you when you think from the end. Nothing can stop you. Because you create the means and you grow your way out of your own limitation into ever greater and greater mansions of the Lord. It does not matter what has been or what you have done. All that matters is what do you want? What do you want? In your imagination, you have to dwell in what you want. You're doing this already. It's just you have a habit of doing it with negativity. You dwell in negativity so it keeps repeating. Over and over again, you dwell in the bills, you dwell, you dwell in not having the money that you want, you dwell in the negative relationship, you keep dwelling in it, you keep, what did, what did we read earlier, any idea held in the mind that is emphasized, feared or revered, right? It's what you're holding in your mind. That's why the only thing that matters is what do you truly desire? What do you want? 
So he reads it, or he writes it this way, page 138 in The Power of Awareness. He says, the future must become the present in your own imagination. Your future, what you want, must become a present fact in your imagination today. Not tomorrow, not next year, but right now. Whatever it is you want in your mind, your imagination, it's done already. It's a fact. You're living from that place. We have to understand this. In your mental or in your mindset, in your mind, what you're doing is you're living somewhere else mentally, but physically you're taking the actions. Right? So you're thinking from that place, but you still got to take the actions today, of course. But you don't let the actions and you don't let the physical reality control what you're thinking about. This is why your future, what you want, must become the present fact in your imagination. If you want to consciously create new circumstances, instead of just thinking about what you want, you need to be it. You be it by doing what? Instead of thinking of it, you think from it. That's how you be it. Imagination must center itself in some state and view the world from that state. You have to view your world from that state. You have to do what? Think your own truth regardless of appearances. You have to hold the idea in your mind and emphasize it over and over again every day. That's what he's saying. Ignorance of this ability is to think from the end is bondage. Ignorance of this ability to think from the end is bondage. Wow, right? That's what's happening. Paradigm is bondage. Bondage is, is the comfort zone. Bondage is the mental prison, right? We cannot continue to think the way we've been thinking. We got to think from that higher frequency of where our goal is located, where our manifestations are at. We've got to think from that place. This is why, let's go back to it and Think and Go Rich by Napoleon Hill. In chapter eight, he speaks on one of the most profound topics that I think is killing majority of dreams out there. The majority of people who fail to accumulate money sufficient for their needs are generally easily influenced by the opinions of others. They permit the newspapers, Hollywood, social media, their friends, their family to do their thinking for them. If you are influenced by opinions when you reach decisions, you will not succeed in any undertaking, much less that in transmuting your own desire into money. Why is that? Because when you allow a negative opinion to come into your mind and you emphasize it, you are no longer thinking from the end. Think about that. You're not. So that's why successful people, they make decisions so quickly, they don't give any time for opinions to disrupt what they're focusing on, the idea that they're holding in their mind. They, they, they don't give it any time of day. That's what you have to do. Listen, the paradigm, the negative voice in your head, it's the negative friend that you cut off in your life before. You had someone in your life 
that just kept complaining left and right. I don't like this. I don't. They always find something to complain about. They want to gossip. They want to dwell in the negativity. You got to a point where you said, listen, if you don't stop doing that, I'm out of here. And what did you end up doing? You cut them off. Well, that's what you got to do with your negative voice in your head. You got to stop giving it attention. You got to stop emphasizing it. You got to stop dwelling in it. Just leave it alone and focus on what you want instead. This is a daily battle that you're going to experience, but you can start winning. You win by operating from a place of understanding. Understand that you get to choose what idea you're going to emphasize in your mind. You get to choose that. And yes, you're going to have days where no matter what you do, you're going to think negatively. Well, then that means you got to go to step two in this in this scenario, which is you got to do something to disrupt that thought pattern. Start dancing, listening to music, go watch a movie, go watch a TV show, go hike, do whatever you got to do to break the thought pattern. But the one thing you cannot continue to do is allow negative thinking to dominate your mind. You just can't do it. That's why somebody in the comment section yesterday were talking about, you know, it's hard, it's difficult. I don't, I don't say things like that. I want life to be easy for me. I want manifesting to be easy for me. I want growth to be easy for me. I want success to be easy for me. I'm not looking at what's hard. I'm not dwelling in what's hard. I'm not looking at where the struggles are at. I'm not looking at what's difficult. I'm looking at what's easy, the opportunities. That's what I want to think about. And the more I let that idea dominate my mind, that's the way that I end up feeling. That's exactly the circumstances that I attract to myself. It becomes easy. You have to be very intelligent with the words you continue to use to describe the life that you're living. You got to start describing the life you want to live. Stop saying it's hard. Stop saying it's difficult. Stop saying you're struggling and start saying you're figuring things out. Things are working out. You're getting better at this. You're just learning how to do it. Things will unfold. You're becoming more open-minded to, to bigger and better things. It's a shift in the ideas that you allow to dominate your mind. That's all it is. I don't entertain what's hard. Uh, I don't, I don't want to do any of that. I want to focus on easy. And although on the outside looking in, someone will say, Devore, what you're doing looks hard. But it doesn't feel that way for me. Just like what people may say, hey, Devore, you work a lot, man. You, you're putting out a lot of content. But for me, it doesn't feel that way because that's not the way I see it. Any idea held in the mind that is emphasized. Remember that. What idea are you emphasizing? That's a choice. That is a choice. You've heard it today. At this point, it's a choice. Now it's all about what are you going to continue to choose? You got to start choosing better for yourself. You got to choose things based from where you want to be from the end. You want more health in your life this year. You got to make decisions from that place. So when you're faced with a decision that can either disrupt this goal of yours, what are you going to do? Right? That's just what it is. We, we've done this time and time again. You know, we just may not have known that's what we were doing, but that's what we're doing. We make decisions from what we've been focusing on, from what our paradigm is. So the context here is this. This is not a one-time deal. This is for the rest of your life. 
because we have so many beliefs. We have so many habits. We have so many ideas programmed in the subconscious mind that we'll be replacing them for the rest of our life. So the bottom line here is this is why I talked about purpose yesterday. Falling in love with your life and what you're going to dedicate your life to doing. Because when you start operating from a place of love, you will alter your paradigm. You will change the way you show up. You'll change the energy you bring to your life, which means you'll change what you attract. I don't think anything matters until you discover your purpose in life. I honestly believe that. That's how much convinced I am on this topic of purpose. Because if you're not doing the thing you love to do, you're not living. So you may go earn all the money, but if you're not on purpose, the money won't mean anything. That's just a reality. And you don't have to listen to me on this. There's so many people, billionaires, millionaires, Hollywood celebrities, influencers, all say the same thing. Nothing new here. They say it, we hear it, but do we understand it? I would say most people do not because their paradigm is still controlling them and stopping them from living their purpose in life. That's where it starts, ladies and gentlemen. I would go back and listen to yesterday's uh, podcast episode. I would actually go back and listen to it again. And I want you to ask yourself after listening to it, are you living on purpose? What idea have you fallen in love with? That's what it is, ladies and gentlemen. The, the emotion of love. That's where it's at. We've heard this time and time again. Love will cure all. It will help you change your paradigm. The way you've been brought up, the way you've been conditioned, it will change your belief system. But you've got to commit, right? You've got to accept that. So what are some practical action steps? We're, we're towards the end here. What, what are some practical action steps that you can start to follow, okay, in order to start changing your paradigm? Well, i already given you one. I would definitely say whatever book you currently have, I would take it out and let's, let's be very thorough here. Let me go to my podcast and I'll tell you what episode to refer to because what you're going to do is you're going to take out a book and you're going to find the best page or paragraph that stands out to you the most. And you're going to start rereading that every day. This would be episode number 106. Uh, this was on January 17th about seven days ago. It's called Why Reading One Page a Thousand Times Can Change Your Life. That's a podcast episode. I'd go back and watch that. That's one practical thing you could do starting today. I'd, I'd go and listen to that, and then I would follow the instructions that I laid out in that podcast. So that's one thing that you can do. The second thing that you could do is start living in alignment with your purpose in life. Discover what that is. Again, that's what yesterday's podcast was about as well, and you could download a the Purpose Finder Cheat Sheet, which is in my bio, uh, for free. Um, there's that. And then number three, you got to get a clear understanding of what it is that you want. What is the goal that you're going to set for yourself? What is the goal that you set for yourself this year if you already did it? And you got to hold that goal in your mind as if it's already completed, like you've already achieved it. You got to practice holding that. Okay, and then you need to back that up with action. 
You can't just hold it and then don't do, go do something. Go put yourself in a position where you are going to attract those people and circumstances. So those are three practical things you can do. The first two were about obviously going and listening to the podcast where I lay out the instructions. And the third one here is more of a mental action. You just got to start holding the idea in your mind. Stop thinking about everything else. It's all wasted energy. Just focus on what you want. That's it. All right. Let's see what we got here. Um, where is the podcast at? Well, one, you're watching it right now. And two, it's on the YouTube channel. So if you're on TikTok, you have to go to the link in my bio and click on the words that read, watch Devore Darkens live. And that will take you straight to my YouTube channel. This is where I upload the podcast. All right, let's work through these questions. I know we have quite a few today. All right, let's see here. That brought me all the way down. Let's go back up. Support from France. Thank you. Does your mic actually work? It does. That's why I'm on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, let's see here. Your environment in which you live affects you the most. Exactly. So here we go. It can be hard to get focused. That, ladies and gentlemen, is an example of a person's paradigm. That thought, that sentence, that statement is coming from the negative side of their conditioning, their limiting beliefs. They believe it's hard to get focused. That's what they believe. This is why it's not for me to convince you of anything. You've already set the rules to the game for yourself by what you believe in. Your own paradigm has done that to you. It controls the way that you see the world. The way you see the world is that it's hard to get focused. You've done that to yourself. So how do you change it? Stop saying that and start saying it's easy for me to focus. Listen, this is coming from a guy who was diagnosed with ADHD, was taken out of school multiple times, had to sit there in a room with a counselor all the time. I mean, this went on for years. I'm telling you guys, we've been given tools already to develop ourselves. Um, we have everything that, that, that we need. Uh, let's see here. Let me go to YouTube here. Uh, can you define conscious? The conscious mind, is that what you're asking? The conscious mind is where you think. The subconscious mind is where you execute. Right? Uh, the conscious mind is used to process all the information that we are exposed to in this 3D world. Let's go back over here to TikTok. Uh, let's see here. Will this entire live get up? Oh, will this live get uploaded? on? It's on YouTube right now as we speak. Can I change my paradigm by changing the time I think about it? 
You mean by changing the way that you think about it? Is that is that the question? I think that's what you're asking. I think that's what you are asking. I'm not too sure. You'll have to rephrase your question. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, you guys got to rewrite your questions here because they are interesting to read. What do you think about if you fail to plan, you plan to fail? Yeah. Um, well, listen. Um, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. I mean, what more is there to add to that? Of course. If you're not focused on what you want and what you're doing to move in that direction, then you're not really moving in that direction, are you? You're going to have to write simpler questions than that. I, I'm not going to read those. That's You're all over the place on that one. I got the book Untethered Soul. Love it. Take Control Through Repetition. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Fall in love with who you are becoming. Exactly. What book are you reading from? I was reading from Think and Grow Rich, The Science of Getting Rich, and The Power of Awareness. Three books. What to do when you're ADHD and easily distractible? I just spoke on that. Yeah, I just spoke on that. Uh, what books do you recommend? I recommend the book you already have. What books do you have already? Let's start there. Why don't you respond to my question? What books do you already have? What books have you purchased already that are sitting in your room that you haven't touched? You said you were going to read them and you never and, and, and you didn't read them. Tell me what books those are. How many of you guys have books right now that you purchased within the last three months? Let's say three months. In the last three months, I want you to start listing the books that you purchased that you've gotten in the last three months and you haven't read them. Put them in the comment section. What am I focusing on? That's the most powerful question I can ask myself every day. Exactly. What is the idea that you are holding in your mind? Yeah, that's, that's a big question. Uh, do you ever answer questions? Uh, that was already addressed. Uh, when things don't go right for me, I immediately assume all is well. That's right. It is. Takes me so long to read Neville Goddard. Each sentence is so content rich. Yep, absolutely. It's important to wake up and set intentions throughout the day. Yes, you told us that in the beginning. How do you control anxiety and worry when stakes are high? The time limit to complete the task is on and the due date is close. There's a lot on the plate and there are people causing havoc due to their personality disorders. Um, 
But I just think you're focusing on the wrong things. You're focusing on things you can't control. You can't control the due dates. You can't control what other people are doing. You don't control anxiety and worry. You just don't get involved in it. You don't trigger it. We think ourselves into anxiety. That's what happens. We think ourselves into anxiety. Why? Well, let's go back to it. Excuse me. What did Andrew Carnegie tell Napoleon Hill? He said, any idea that is held in the mind that is emphasized, that is either feared or revered, will begin at once to clothe itself in the most convenient and appropriate form available. If you are only thinking doubt and worry, you will do what? You will manifest anxiety. We think ourselves into anxiety. We think ourselves into depression. Just like we think ourselves into faith, well-being. Uh, let's see here. How do you overcome ADHD or how do you manage it? I don't manage ADHD. I don't have it. I don't get involved in thinking that way. See, if I'm thinking that I have ADHD, then there's no way that I can cure it because I've accepted that that's who I am. And I and who I am is based on what I true what I choose to believe is true for me. So if I'm choosing to believe that it's true that I have ADHD, then I will have it. That's the way I will see the world. That's how I will behave, and that's what will happen. I've done it all, guys. I went and seen doctors multiple times. I've purchased all the books. I've taken all of the types of medication I've done where it was like a herbal um, um, medication that, that they could give you. I've done the Adderall. I've done the um, um, Ritalin. I've, I've done it all, guys. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. It's something that you can absolutely cure on your own. But you've got to get in control of your mind. You've got to understand the way your mind works. If you're having a problem focusing, it's because you have a weak muscle when it comes to focus, the will. The will is a mental muscle that's been given to you that allows you to focus on one thing at a time. If you can't focus on one thing at a time, it's because your muscles are weak. You haven't been hitting the gym. And because no one told you about this when you were a child, you don't know it exists. So you just think, oh, that's the way things are. No, sir, it's not. Priorities. We glorify celebrities, but we don't give a second thought about what's really important. Exactly. Best advice for a 17-year-old about to be done with high school. Do what you want to do, man. Go out there and explore and find out what you truly love to do. And then find yourself a mentor. Get outside your house, get outside your city, wherever you're from, leave it, go explore part of the world, volunteer if you have to, start looking for things that you absolutely love to do, start sitting around around that, your life around that, and find a mentor who's already successful in what it is that you love to do. That way, during your 20s, you learn the habits, you learn the beliefs, you learn the ideas that you need to internalize yourself to reach that high level of, of success around what it is that you love to do. See, this is why it's a total lie. When people are told you can't do what you love and be successful, that's false. Because there is somebody right now in the world 
who is doing exactly what you want to do. There is somebody right now. They're doing exactly what you want to do, and they are successful. Why can't you be? So if, if I'm going back to when I was 18, the two things that I would do is, one, I would pursue what I love to do, which was speaking, and two, I'd get a mentor who's already doing that and is successful. That's what I would have done. Everything else, I think, doesn't matter because you do those two things, everything else will take care of itself. How do you think someone should deal with a breakup? I was prioritizing myself, but then it backfired in my face. Really found that can I really find found that confusing now. I'm just trying to figure out steps moving forward. There's nothing to figure out. There's nothing to deal with. Just move forward. What we do is we make things bigger than what they really are. Um, any idea held in the mind. You're holding the idea of the breakup in your mind. That's all you think about. You gotta stop thinking about that. You got to focus on what you want. Already you're saying prioritizing yourself backfired. No. It sounds like focusing on yourself is what needed to happen to remove the person that should have never been in your life in the first place so you can make space for the person that should be in your life. We get to choose the ideas, ladies and gentlemen. You get to choose how you're going to see this. That's a choice. Should you, thank you, simple version. Should you plan 10 years ahead when you have a business? You can do that, but I think the bottom line in, around this topic today is you should just focus on where you want your business to be. Just focus on that. I'm reading the untethered soul. Yeah, keep reading that. Sorry, you already touched on it, but I wasn't here for the ADHD talk. Yeah, so what did I say? I said that any idea held in the mind that is emphasized, that is either feared or revered, will begin to clothe itself in the most appropriate and convenient form available. So if the idea in your mind is that you have ADHD, that's exactly what will manifest in your life. I was told that I had ADHD. I needed, to, I was, they told, they had me take Ritalin when I was a child. They pulled me out of classes. I had to sit there with a counselor in a room playing with toys. You know, they, they sent me to a psychiatrist. They, they did all this crap. Okay. Then when I became an adult, because I'm going off what they told me when I was a child, I was like, yeah, I have ADHD. I have ADHD. I can't focus. I can't focus. I can't focus. What is my subconscious mind hearing? I can't focus. I can't focus. I can't focus. I can't focus. That's what it's hearing. So what happens? I don't focus. I start to distract myself on purpose. Unconsciously. Any idea held in the mind that is emphasized. What idea are you holding in your mind? Is it the idea of who you want to be? Or is it the idea of what you've been told that you are? Right, People are told that they have something wrong with them. They're told that they have a, 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 an illness, a disorder. They're told these things. But if they were to hold the idea of the opposite of what they've been told every single day, sooner or later, it will clothe itself in the most appropriate and convenient form available. It will manifest. People cure themselves every single day through their thoughts. 
They go into the doctor. The doctor says, hey, you have four months to live. You have stage four cancer. It's over for you. And that person doesn't accept it. They immediately reject it. And they start to build the picture of health in their mind. They come back four months later and the doctor says, hey, it's all gone. What happened? They can't explain it. Can't explain it because one area in the world, in our existence, is understanding the mind is so way behind. We are so ignorant with this. We know everything about the iPhone, but we barely know anything about our mind. It's sad. Um, and so that's why people don't really make much of it. The proof is all around us. So you get to choose the idea that you hold in your mind. What is your view on God and prayer? Thanks for being awesome. Absolutely. So obviously, uh, it is. I'm of the belief that we are physical manifestations of God. We are a part of God spiritually, and He speaks through us through the dreams in our mind, the fantasies that we have, and the intuitive ideas that we get. And He's already given us everything we need to manifest those dreams in our reality. This is why we have the mental faculties, imagination, reason, will, perception, intuition, and memory. These are the tools that we've been given that are non-physical that allow us to take what we have in our mind and see it manifest in our life. That is God's plan. Um, and when we pray to God, when we're thinking from the end with our imagination, that is prayer. That's why when people, this is the mistake that people make. They pray when something goes wrong. Well, it's already over with. You've already manifested it. And so they're trying to manifest from a place of lack instead of manifesting from a place of abundance, expectation. That's why when you emphasize the idea, what you're doing is you're finally communicating it to God. The feeling is what says, hey, God, I'm ready. I'm ready to receive what it is that you want for me. But you're not ready if you're not emotionally involved. Now, who wrote that? Napoleon Hill wrote that in the Desire chapter, which would be on page... Sixty-five. There is a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. You're not ready for a thing until you believe you can acquire it. Your state of mind must be belief, not mere hope or wish. Open-mindedness is essential for belief. Closed minds do not inspire faith, courage, or belief. You know God will never answer your prayers if you don't have faith. We know this already. And you won't have faith if you don't have an open mind to begin with, to truly believe in what you want. And if you're going to believe in what you want and you're going to have an open, -minded, uh, open mind around it, you got to start thinking from that place like it's already done. This is why in The Power of Awareness, going back to what I was reading earlier, it's right above it to be exact. He says... 
Where is it at here? Here it is. He says, determined imagination is thinking from the end uh, is the beginning of all miracles. Determined imagination, thinking from the end, thinking from the end. You're already there in your imagination. You're already there. You're experiencing what you want. It's happened is the beginning of all miracles. So when you are praying to God, you need to pray from already being there. Not that you're not there. That makes any sense. Uh, let's see here. Do you think high school is useless? No, I don't think it's useless. Um, I just... No, I don't think high school is useless. I, I think that... Uh, I think the type of high school you may be going to may be useless. Um, yeah, that's that's the way that I see it. Uh, let's see here. How do you overcome self-doubt and muster confidence in order to succeed in our business of choice and purpose? It's just through constant focus. You got to focus on what it is that you want. You got to focus on what you want. That's it. How do you break dominating thoughts when you when you already emphasize a lot of negative thoughts? Thank you. You just start doing the polar opposite. Just start uh, start emphasizing positive thoughts. You could do this through gratitude, gratitude every single day. You do you do it through visualizing positive things, right? You you do it by doing positive things, being active and engaged in things that are positive. So dancing. Uh, working out, getting out in nature, hanging around positive people. These are all multiple ways that you could do it. Listening to positive music. So like binaural beats or any other type of music that lifts you up. Like, for example, I think the best music as far as music that has lyrics on it and somebody's singing, I think the best music to listen to is 80s. That's what 80s is all about. 80s is about high vibration. Everything's great. Life is great. 80s is not about how bad life is. So I think 80s was one of the best decades of music ever put together. That's I'm of the belief. So if I'm going to listen to music, I'm either listening to 80s or I'm listening to uh, binaural beats or meditation music, things like that, or soundtracks for movies. Um, that's what I'll do. Um, I don't listen to any current music today. Uh, I think it's all low vibration. And if I do, I usually just listen to the instrumentals. Um, but those are multiple ways that you can start focusing on positive things in your life. Um, I, I agree. Nothing tops 80s. I mean, come on, man. We could talk about it all day. Come on. 80s music. What are we saying? <laughs> uh, it's the best. I just, I still think like, man, how'd they make that song? It's just fascinating. Um, yeah, that was a great time. Great time. It's a great time today. You know, I, there's still good music out there today. You know, I just, I just think it's easily drawn out, um, or could be, um, actually, let me say this. Um, the great thing about today is nothing's preventing from us 
accessing a talented musician because technology exists. You can now access talent, talent. Uh, um, you can access any artist out there whenever you want. We, we've got Spotify, we've got Apple Music, we've got YouTube. You know, we've got all this technology to help us connect with new new artists who make music that we really love. So, you know, that didn't exist back then, obviously. Um, but I, uh, well, listen, I didn't grow up in the 80s technically, but um, obviously to listen to music, you were only going to hear it obviously on the radio or if you go to a, a club, right? But today you can listen to it on your phone. You can go anywhere. So there's great things about today. Um, and there are still an amazing amount of people making some great music. And think about it. Back in the 80s, there was no binaural beats. There was no meditation music like that mainstream. There wasn't people creating things like that. But now there's an abundance of people creating things like that. So, you know, the 80s were made and that's all we really need, right? <laughs> We could just keep listening to those same songs and then listen to new music that is empowering today. Um, there's there's a lot of great artists. Um, but I, I definitely stay away from uh mainstream music, that's for sure. I, I don't I don't resonate with that. Uh let's see here. Uh and you have you also have to believe that you deserve it. Exactly. You say if you were 18, find a mentor. But how do you find one that can guide you in the path you want to go? You got to find one that is already doing that. It happens in two ways. Number one, you can find the mentor in a book because they wrote a book. So, for example, Napoleon Hill is a mentor. If I do exactly what he says to do in this book, I will do what? I will get rich in my own life, in the various areas of my life, right? He's not the only author who's written books like this. Plenty of people have written books. The problem is this. We don't have the habit of implementing what the book is telling us to do. We just read it and that's it. You've got to apply it. Just like if you got a mentor in person, it's the same concept. He could tell you all the information. She could tell you everything you need to do. You're not going to do it unless it, it, nothing, it, it's not going to matter unless you act on it. Right. So uh, one way is to get a book and dedicate yourself to studying a particular book. The one book that, um, well, let me say it this way. My business is to understand and live by this material so I can teach other people to do the same. So, of course, I have multiple books that I'm constantly reading through, going back and forth, because I got to be ahead of this, right? But for yourself, I always recommend just for you just to get one book. You don't need a bunch of books. Just get one and just start doing what the book tells you to do. That would change your life dramatically. Uh, you don't need 100 books to change your life. You just need one idea out of a book to do that. Let's see here. Um, so where do you find a physical mentor? Well, a multitude of ways. Number one, you can find them on social media. They're already doing what you want to do. Uh, number two, you can find them through networking. Uh, again, they're doing what you want to do. Uh, and number three um, is just you could search for these people. So that's why I said step one is you need to go out there and find out what you love to do. Find out what you want to do with your life. Find out who you want to become. And then 
after you have that information, then it's like, all right, who who's already doing that? So that that's what I recommend. Um, is you find the person who's already doing what you want to do. So that means you got to find out what you want to do. And that starts with purpose. What is it that you love to do? So if you don't know what that is, you got to go out there and explore. You got to start doing things. All right, let's see here. Nothing tops 80 music. Exactly. Yes, current music is low vibration. Got it. I used to listen to Nine Inch Nails. I was really angry. Now I'm a 50-year-old dad, R&B all day. Hey, R&B is nice too. That's true. R&B is not bad music. That's that's some good stuff there. I agree with that. Um, I just don't like listening to the R&B about like my heart got broken and all this other stuff. No, I don't want to hear nothing like that. <laughs> that's the part of the reason why I don't like listening to country music because a lot of it is like, oh, my wife left me. I only got my dog here and all my sorrows and I'm going to drink them away. I don't want to hear all that. <laughs> Hey, I used to listen to Metallica, man. So I hear you. When I was in the military, I used to listen to Metallica every single day. Ride the lightning. That's what I used to listen to. Matter of fact, I have a vinyl record of it over here on my shelf. Yeah, I used to be hardcore. I used to listen to that. I used to listen to Metallica. I used to listen to Corn. I mean, ah, Corn. I mean, oof. Metallica and Korn is like, um, they're clearly gifted. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's their purpose to make music. It's just, obviously, <laughs> the music is not empowering. <laughs> the music is more, you know, it attracts people who are, um, not everybody. I'm not saying a blanket statement, because I know there are people who are fascinated with the guitar and, uh, rock music and 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 metal that's not to say that that genre is irrelevant and it has no meaning or anything like that it's just man if you listen to the lyrics of what corn is saying if someone wrote that on a page you would you would conclude that they're depressed there's something going on with them right um but yeah i used to listen to that a lot um i don't listen to that stuff anymore and if i and when i hear it today I'm like, man, I can't believe I used to listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I, I used to listen. So what else I got? I used to listen to Metallica. I used to listen to Korn. I used to listen to... Uh, there's another rock band that's similar to Metallica. I can't remember the name right now. Um... Man, they're just like Metallica. I can't remember their name. It's not coming to me. That's how long I haven't listened to it. Um, There it is, Pantera. That's it. That's them. Starts with a P. <laughs> uh, I used to listen to that alone uh, a while ago, or when I was in the military. Um, yeah. Uh, Kiss, ACDC. ACDC is cool because a lot of lyrics in ACDC is not negative. It's a lot of like, let's go make some things happen. You know, like some of their, some of their tracks. Um, 
Yeah. See, there's, there's, it's not, I don't want to, I don't want to get anybody wrong here. I'm not saying definitively that all of hip hop, all of metal music, all of music is negative. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there, there's music out there that clearly is low vibration. You know it because it doesn't leave you feeling any better. It just perpetuates more anger and depression. Um, and there are people out there that can listen to that and be just fine. You know, there's people who listen to that and they're, they're fine. You know, but the vast majority of people are not. And I know that because in the military, um, that's how people are. They're angry. And they listen to music that is angry. All right. Uh, let's see. Earth, Wind, and Fire were way ahead of their time. Absolutely. I listen to a lot of hip-hop lyrics, think to your subconscious mind, and then you act them out. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. I don't know what I want to do besides travel the world. So you do want to do, you do know what you want to do. You want to travel the world, travel the world. Go do it. Let's see here. Yep. There's a lot of music now with low vibration. Exactly. Yep. That's it. But what we want to focus on is what we are doing uh, in our lives and the life that we want to live. So we're going to wrap things up here. And I will uh, recap a couple of items here. We talked about the self-imposed limitations that you have in your life. They're all based on one word, paradigm. Paradigm is just a mental program in the subconscious mind that controls everything that you do, controls the way you see the world, controls everything that you're doing, what you attract. When you change a habit, when you change a belief, when you change your perception, you shift your paradigm. For example, the paradigm in the late 1800s is humans cannot fly in the sky. That's why we didn't have any airplanes back then. It's because the paradigm at that point in time is it was not possible to, for humans to fly in the sky until two brothers who were bicycle mechanics figured it out. How'd they figure it out? They thought outside their paradigm. They stopped believing that it wasn't possible. They start to believe that it was possible. They shifted their paradigm. And as a result, they figured it out and shifted the paradigm of society. It's just like Roger Bannister, who ran the first four minute mile. Everybody said it was impossible. It couldn't be done. Even the greatest runner during that time who was more athletic and had a better resume than Roger Bannister attempted to run the four-minute mile and missed it by two seconds and was quoted after failing to do so. He, he said these words when they asked him, do you think, so, do you think the four-minute mile will ever be broken? <clears throat> he said, I believe that it will be broken. It just won't be broken by me. That's who he became. And so Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile, and then he did shortly after. Shifted a paradigm. Thousands of people can run four-minute miles now. I believe we're down to three minutes. Uh, you know, lower in the low th uh, three, three minutes, you know, 310, 312, something like that. One day, somebody will run a three-minute mile. They will be, they'll run a two, uh, you know, a 259, uh, something like that. It'll be done um, because there's a shift in the paradigm. The body is controlled by the paradigm. 
So if the paradigm believes we can run a three, three minute mile, it will run a three minute mile. That's the way that works. Um, a lot of people, um, you know, there was a paradigm that you had to go to college if you're going to be successful in life. Well, we all know that's not true. So a lot of people have shifted their paradigm around that. A lot of businesses are not looking for college degrees. They're looking for people who can get it done, right? The degrees aren't going to get it done. They realize that they've shifted their paradigm on it. They realize, oh my God, it doesn't matter how much knowledge or, or degrees somebody has. That doesn't mean they're going to do anything. So that's what we talked about today. That's what's in your way. That's the villain in your story is the paradigm. And when you start to understand the paradigm, you can start to change it. And we talked about you change it um, through a couple of different ways. Number one, you change it by focusing on an opposing idea. So maybe the current idea is it's hard to earn money. So then you start holding the idea that it's easy to earn money and you emphasize that idea by seeing yourself with it. And then you start to become emotionally involved in it. And then it begins to do what? Clothe itself in the most possible and convenient form available. Any idea held in the mind that is emphasized, right? So you emphasize this new idea that is the opposite of the old idea. And you just do it every day. So that's one way that you could do it. Another way is you got to start living your purpose in life. You start doing the things you want to, you love to do. You will have a different perception. You will have a different mindset. You will show up differently in your life. Uh, all coming from what? You're finally operating from the place of love. It's going to alter your paradigm. Any idea held in the mind that is emphasized, that is either feared or revered, will begin to clothe itself in the most available and convenient form available right so what do you what idea are you holding on to that was the question today what idea are you holding on to what idea are you emphasizing what idea are you focusing on that's the powerful question what am i focusing on you want to focus on what you want stop focusing on what you don't want stop Focusing on what isn't working. That's what you have to do. And in time, things will catch up. But they'll never catch up and they'll never change unless you do what? Unless you start to focus on a new idea. Which is why Neville Goddard said in The Power of Awareness... Transfer, transformation begins with what? The desire to be transformed. And you're not going to transform until you change the way you think. And you're not going to change the way you think until you get new ideas. It's like Wallace D. Waddle says, your way of doing things is the direct result of the way that you think about things. This is why you have to start thinking your own truth, regardless of appearances. That's a practice every day. So some practical resources that are available to use. Number one, you can download the Purpose Finder Cheat Sheet, which is in the link in my bio. It's a free resource to help you discover your purpose in life. Number two, you can join our community by downloading the Purpose Finder Cheat Sheet. You'll be inside my community. Uh, and number three, you can schedule a call 
if you're ready to take those next steps, those are available resources to you. Now, this podcast today has been recorded. So you can go back and replay this on the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel for people who are on Facebook and people who are on TikTok, you go to my bio and there's a link there. When you hit the link, it'll say, watch Devore Darkens Live. Just click there. It'll take you straight to the YouTube channel. And all of the lives are uh, titled correctly and tells you what the episode number is and all that good stuff. Um, and so you could go there and check out today's podcast immediately. You don't even have to wait. You could go watch it immediately right after this. All right. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for showing up today. This is always good. I love doing this. Um, one more question. Manifesting Mike says, Hicks, Abraham Hicks says, if you focus too big, it can have blowback on your manifestation. Do you agree? If you focus on $100 instead of uh, versus $1 million, um, do you agree? Um, I don't think it matters if I agree. I think what matters is, do you believe that? It's whatever you believe to be true is what will happen. So example would be this. You have to be self-aware enough to know where you're at in this process. There are people who are imagining earning a million dollars and will do so this year. Just like there's someone that's uh, picturing manifesting $100 and they will. Um, the universe is not, is not looking at us saying, hey, a million dollars, is, is that's too big, man. It's our thinking that makes it big or small. Right. So a hundred dollars to somebody is nothing to another person is everything. So it's up to your belief system. It's up to your perception. You know, I don't believe a million dollars is really a lot of money. Why? Because we see people who have earned up to almost what Elon Musk got up to 400 billion or something like that. I mean, he's, he's no longer worth that amount of money, but so a million dollars is not really that, uh, that amount. It's not that a lot of money. It's not that it's not a big amount of money to me compared to what's out there. There's 8 billion people in the world. A million dollars is nothing. And that's the way I like looking at it. So it's, it's definitely going to be up to your perception uh, what you believe to be true, I think that will have a lot to do with it. I don't believe the universe looks at it as it's too big for you. It, it goes based off your vibration. If you're in harmony with the million dollars, you'll get it. It'll take some time, you know, you may do some things, but it'll happen. This is what, um, this is what Peggy, I don't know if you guys know who this is. Peggy McCall did this. She was she needed to buy a house and she was short a million dollars. So she went and created a seminar called How to Make a Million Dollars in a Year and she earned a million dollars in the seminar. So it, it's it's always going to be up to your perception, your belief, your vibration, uh, what you're focusing on. Um, if you're focusing that you don't have the million dollars, you're not doing it correctly. 
You got to think from that place. You got to think from it. You got to be it. Who is, what type of person earns a million dollars? How do they live their life? What, what decisions do they make? Who do they hang around? What do they do exactly? These are more productive questions in my opinion. Because the manifestations are not about what you're looking to manifest. The manifestations are more about who you're being, who you will become. I think that's the most important part. It's the journey. I think that's more important. Uh, because that's when you're really living your life. And I have some authority on this topic because you'd be surprised at how much money you can earn in one day. You'd be surprised. I remember there was a day I earned over $25,000 in one day. Nothing really changed. It's just money. You know? So... You know, it, it, I don't really make much of it that way. I just focus on where I want to be. I think of things from that place. And if I was where I wanted to be already, this is exactly what I would tell people is it's all up to your own belief and your perception. Uh, let's see here. Uh, think of, are you happy with a lot of money? Uh, I don't know if that's a question, but. Um, I'll say this and then I'll wrap up. The, there's really two things that money will give us. Number one, it allows us to do what? Render a service, solve a problem for other people. That's how we get the money in the first place. By solving a problem, some service was rendered to receive the money. For example, if you, if you sold your home, you're solving a problem for somebody. They were looking to buy a home. So you got paid for that, right? You start a business, you start selling a product. What are you doing? You're solving a problem. You get paid for that. You're selling a service, you get paid for that. And the amount of money you're going to make is based on the level of service that you're providing. So if you own an apartment complex that has 320 units, you're solving a huge problem for 320 families. That's why you get paid the amount of money you get paid. Because you're serving more people, right? If you're a musician like Metallica, you're entertaining people at a higher level than someone who is not as good as Metallica. That's why they get paid the money. The money we get paid and we earn is always going to be in direct ratio of the service that we provide for people and our ability to provide it. How good are you at providing that service? So that's the first thing that money will help us do. And then the second thing, it just makes things a little easier. You know, like you could pay for things that maybe you couldn't pay for before. All right. You can help more people. Um, but it doesn't solve the issues that you have internally. Money will never solve that. Money just magnifies who you, who you are. So if you have issues with money and you get a lot of money, it will continue. We see this with athletes all the time. They come from the ghetto. They come from the hood. They have zero financial literacy. They don't know anything about earning money whatsoever. And when they leave the league, they have no money. Zero. Allen Iverson, a great example of that. Had zero. Bankrupt. 
him and hundreds of others, probably thousands of athletes, really. Um, and they're told when they get into the league, hey, you know, you need to manage your money properly, all this other stuff. But they have a paradigm. They're programmed not to. And so they won't. That's why. Um, I don't know how many of you guys know this. Uh, but uh, Shaq. What is Shaq's net worth at this time? Shaq is worth $400 million. Why is he worth that amount of money now? Why is he worth that amount of money? Well, because um, Shaq is a guy who went to mentors and got the right information. He publicly stated that he... Uh, consulted with people who were very wealthy and he did exactly what they told him to do. And that's why he has the net worth that he does. Most athletes don't do that. They don't go, they don't go consult with wealthy individuals who have built their wealth up, not from being an athlete, but from the bottom up, they don't do that. Allen Iverson wasn't doing that. He was going to the club every night. He was giving money away to his buddies Ran out. It's the, way it, it's the way it happens. So the money is not going to solve the problem. The money is either going to amplify your problems or amplify the solutions that you've created for yourself already. That's really all it will do. Same thing with my wife. I mean, she earns about almost $40,000 a month. She's, she says the same thing. <laughs> it's the same stuff. You know, you don't, it doesn't change you inside. That's the big disconnect that a lot of people think. They think, if I earn a lot of money, then I will be different. No, you won't. You have to be different if you want to earn a lot of money. That's the way that it works. And if you win the lottery or you happen to be a, an athlete and you come up on a lot of money and you haven't changed inside, the money's going to show that. That's why people lose the money. I'm telling you, the law, the universal laws, it doesn't matter. It doesn't look at $100 and a million and say $100 is small and a, hundred, and a million is big. It just follows what the rules are. The rules are you attract who you are. The dominating thoughts you permit to occupy your mind. The ideas that you hold in your mind, that you emphasize. And the ideas that we have around financial literacy most people, they have zero ideas. They have no idea how money is earned whatsoever. And not their fault. That's just, again, going back to education. Uh, they don't tell us all of this. All right. I want to thank you guys all uh, for showing up today. Uh, love you. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Take care, everyone.